Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of AdMail. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. On today's episode, got three really good questions from three super smart people. One will be relating to buying real estate in Mexico with an IRA. The second about moving IRA custodians. And the third about filing the 5,500 EZ for your solo 401k. So uh, let's get right down to it. The first question is from YouTube. And this person wants to know, I am interested in buying a rental property in Mexico. Do you have any experience with this type of transaction? So the answer is, of course, we have experience with this type of transaction. We have over 23,000 clients, three and a half billion in assets. We've been doing this 12 years. So we've seen everything. And I've seen almost everything, including how a self-directed IRA investor can use retirement money to buy real estate in Mexico. First thing is you can't own the Mexican real estate with a U.S. entity. You need to use a Mexican trust called a fideicomiso. Okay, fideicomiso. It's a type of trust that the attorney in Mexico who's helping you with the closing will be able to assist you in setting up. So the way to generally do this is you have two options. You can do a self-directed IRA directly into the Mexican Fideicomiso, or you can have a IRA that invests in an LLC, and the LLC invests directly into this Mexican uh, trust, okay, the Fideicomiso. So two options. Once the money gets to the Mexican trust, either the IRA or the LLC will be the grantor. All the cash will flow, the profits, gains will flow back to the IRA or the IRA LLC. But that is the way to do it. You cannot use an IRA directly in Mexico and you cannot use a U.S. entity directly to own real estate in certain areas in Mexico, more likely than not, the areas you want to invest in. Um, we've had a number of clients do it. It's very important to do your diligence. Uh, when you buy real estate in foreign jurisdictions, you don't have the opportunity to avail yourself of U.S. courts and U.S. legal system. So sometimes it's hard to get disputes settled. It's money and it's a foreign legal system. So be super careful, know where you're buying, know who you're buying it from, know the price, know the costs. What are some of the taxes? Who's going to manage this property? Remember, you can't live in it. So you need someone to manage the rental income or if it's a piece of land, someone to deal with any issues that arise from that real estate asset. So it's quite popular, actually. Mexico is a very popular um, country for real estate, um, generally you know, more of the tourist areas because of the fact that people, uh, you know, rent these out through Airbnb type uh, platforms. Um, and it could be quite profitable, although at the same time, it it's, could be quite risky because you are dealing with a foreign jurisdiction, a foreign legal system. So just be cautious. But remember, you're going to need to use a Mexican trust. So you're going to want to work with a Mexican attorney, obviously in a Mexico related realtor to help you with your purchase. Second question is from George T. of Bangor, Maine. George wants to know, I have an investment in a partnership interest in a self-directed IRA and another custodian. Oh, no, George. And want to move it to IRA Financial. Good, smart move. How do I do this? 
So George, actually quite simple. When you move cash or you move property, it's a direct transfer. So if you move cash, obviously cash from one custodian to the next is super easy. Happens you know, millions of times a year. There's no limitations. It's a direct transfer from custodian to custodian. Cash going from custodian A to IRA Financial. We can initiate that. Super easy. No tax. If you do a direct rollover of a property, okay, that's called an in-kind transfer. And it's kind of the same thing as cash. The only difference is the asset that you're moving over, whether it's a partnership interest, real estate, Bitcoin, gold, a note, just needs to be retitled into the name of the new custodian. So this way, IRA Financial Trust can custody this new asset. That's the only difference. Both are tax-free. If you're doing them direct, it can be done as many times as you wish. An indirect transfer is where the cash or the property goes to the IRA owner first, and then the IRA owner has 60 days to then transfer it back to a retirement account. That can only be done once every 12 months, whereas a direct transfer, custodian to custodian, can be done in a limited amount of time. The only difference between cash and a partnership interest is the partnership interest needs to get retitled from the old custodian to IRA Financial. We can assist with this. You generally want to just talk to the general partner or the manager of the entity, and they'll retitle it. Once we have evidence of that, your account will then be custodied with us. If it's an LLC, it's just change the operating agreement. Real estate, you're going to need to uh, quick claim it to uh, the new IRA custodian. Um, that's it. Cash is obviously easier because there's no retitling of cash. Cash just gets moved. So thank you, George, for that really good question. Third question is from Jordan S. of Utica, New York. Jordan wants to know, I decided to close my business in June 2022, and thus will terminate my self-directed solo 401k plan. I set up with you. I have less than 250k in the plan. Do I have to file IRS form 5500EZ? So you think this is a trick question, right? Because if you have a plan with less than 250k, we know you don't have to file a 5500EZ. This is for solo 401ks. A regular 401k with multiple employees still has to file a regular 5500 short form. But if you have a solo K and you have less than 250 K as a 1231 of the previous year, you do not need to file a 5500 EZ. However, if it's your final year, you're going to want to file the 5500 EZ. And then in top section of the form, you're going to want to indicate it's a last plan year. This gives the IRS notification that you're closing the plan. And even if your assets are below 250, that is what is suggested. So in your case, Jordan, you are closing your company in June, 2022. So in July, by July 31, 23, you're gonna to wanna to file the 5500 EZ, indicate it's a final year, complete all the information, your planned value. You'll show zero uh, at the end of 2022 of value because I assume the money will be rolled out to an IRA or another retirement plan prior to 1231. And um, that's kind of it. It's just a good way of showing the IRS that the, uh, plan has been terminated and money has been sent out to another retirement account. So thank you so much, Jordan, for that question. And that's it. Another ad mail in the bag. And hope you guys enjoyed it. I try to keep these podcasts short and sweet so I can tackle these questions in a very direct form. So you don't have to waste a lot of time listening to me. You get the answers quick and uh, you can move on. So otherwise, I wish everyone a happy and great summer. It's coming to an end, but I hope you're enjoying it, spending time with your family. 
And thanks again for listening and watching. This is a weekly podcast that drops every Thursday. So look forward to um, speaking and talking to all of you guys again next week. Be well, take care, and talk to you guys soon. Cheers.